I'm Tom. I'm Stephanie. This is a podcast about what bonds people and places together. Or as we like to call it, food glue. Stephanie, welcome to the kitchen. Kitchen. <laughs> That's very grand. I was welcome gonna, to welcome the Welcome to the food glue kitchen, Stephanie. Mm, okay. Actually, uh, Joe Mine's kitchen. The reason I've asked you to come here is yesterday I made the official coronation quiche. You can hear the rustling of the unwrapping. I really like this um, plate. Joe, where's the plate from? TK Maxx. No, (laughs) TK Maxx, special. Ten years ago. plate, is it? Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Mm, It looks good. So we've got some flaky pastry. And we've got lots. Has it got asparagus in it? No. Broad beans. Oh, the broad beans. That's what I can see cut through. tarragon. Somebody's already had at least one slice. Cheddar cheese. What's his last name? Cheddar cheese. Um, So there was an official recipe from... Mm. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm assuming it wasn't Charlie himself, it was one of his cooks. But you can kind of tell it's not been through a home, I can never use this word, economist. 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 You can kind of tell it's never been through a home economist. It's not It's not a BBC Good Food magazine triple checked recipe, foolproof recipe. This one came off the BBC Good Foods website. Oh, so we should complain because they should have triple checked it. I think and that's their USP. a number of things which I think were quite crazy, but I think we should probably let you have some first and see what you think. So, how many? I've only de- just realised there's two plates. I thought it was only me. How I'm many, hungry. How many degrees do you want? Yeah. Thirty odd. Yeah. Thirty degrees. Okay. Uh, and they also recommended it served with new potatoes and a green salad, which is what you have there. Mm. Again, that was from last night. I'm so happy with just the potatoes. They're amazing. They have, um, well, it's classic kind of butter, mm. butter, salt, bit of lemon Thank juice. You. Check the base, no soggy bottoms, which is lovely. Um, so I can serve myself some more of this. Serve yourself some more potato and green salad. I don't need, I'm going to steal breakfast. I don't need any of that. your fork for a second so that I don't scrape, scrape oh, this lovely little bowl. This is the house of good... Um, like bakeware and serving dishes because yeah this is like a lovely cast pottery number type thing oh there's some spring onions in the bottom here lovely what do, what do you want to do do you want to talk more about it i want you to eat it i want piece? you to eat you it to just eat i want your it? hot take before okay. i start talking about it i'm gonna go for the uh, nose as they would say with cheese it's very fresh and light Am I getting tarragon? Yes. Maybe at the back. You're getting tarragon. Not at the front. Quite a lot of tarragon in it, but it's only at the back. And then it builds as you eat it. Works well cold. Yeah. They've designed it for a street party. Mm. So it can be served hot, cold. I wonder if hot, actually, it would lose its structure. Like you'd serve up and it would like go... It's a very light quiche. Mm. Um, There's a lot of uh, cream in it. I was going to say, it doesn't taste that eggy, almost. It tastes more kind of, um, I was going to ask, I was going to say creme fraiche. Yeah, it's it's got of, that vibe. a lot of double cream in it. Oh, wow. Um, it's not healthy, then. It's got broad beans in it. I mean, I think it's delicious. It is very nice. Really good. It is quite light. It is light. It's really light, really fresh. I've done quite, it's, it's probably over-seasoned compared to the recipe. Okay. Just to try and lift it a bit. And we did add some shallots fried in butter just mm. to make it a bit more interesting because we thought it may be a bit bland otherwise mm. and so we did go off off piece with that one was there no onions or garlic in it no because charlie himself mm. this is king charles for our listeners oh, yeah. king charles doesn't like garlic 
We watched some episodes. That's of, our king. We he asked, doesn't like garlic. We, asked some episodes, we watched some episodes of Must Chef Australia, and he was on there when he was Prince Charles, and they specifically asked him not to put garlic in because he doesn't like garlic. I might become anti-royalist now. That's garlic situation. But I left the garlic out, just in his mm. honour, but I did put some, yeah, some nice shots in it just to mm. lift it a little bit. So what do you think of the Coronation Quiche? I like it. I like it a lot. I would make it again. Was it easy to get hold of... Te- was it fresh tarragon? Yes. Was it easy to get hold of fresh tarragon? So this is some of the issues we have. Mm. I'm just going to point out that my partner Jo helped enormously with mm. the baking of this. She's the baking maestro. You didn't do it yourself then? I did bake it, but I needed. I definitely needed a bit of coaching. Supervision. <laughs> Supervision. Okay. So the main bits in the quiche bit are broad beans and tarragon, aren't they? Broad beans, tarragon and spinach. Which we're... Just in April, preparing, yes. and the coronation is what sixth of May in the week. And when do they come into season? Raw beans come into season June, July. Oh dear! Unless you have a, you can get frozen raw beans though, can't you? Yeah, but I imagine they're not eating frozen raw beans at the palace. They're probably eating. They probably have extensive greenhouses and cold mm. frames and everything else. So that's straight out of that. Tarragon is not a British herb. You can grow it in Britain, but again, you need to be in very to be very protected. Yeah, great. So if you're the kind of person like my nan, who's got a greenhouse, you would have had to have planned ahead for this quiche. <laughs> so you can get, obviously you can get tarragon, but it's, it'd generally be French or Spanish. Yeah, it seems a shame not to, asparagus would have been more... Broad beans, um, yeah, totally out of season. You can buy, these ones are frozen from Sainsbury's. Mm. The recipe does say you may want to double, double husk them, double shell them. If you're using frozen broad beans rather than brand new, lovely baby ones straight mm. off the plant. I don't know what the name is. You would absolutely have to deshell them because they'd be really tough. But that's the benefit of using frozen, right? You can just shove them straight in. Yeah, but you have to. You you have to do. You have to. Oh, do. you have to husk you, them. You will have to husk them. Husk or hull? Hull husk. Let us know, viewers. What would you call it? Yeah. Pod D pod D P. I don't know. Anyway, but we had to mm. with the with the Sainsbury's baby ones. Mm. Um, but the quantity is quite funny. So it asks for sixty grams of broad beans. This is a bigger what? This is a bigger tin than they recommend. They recommend a twenty. We used a twenty-six because that's what we had. Mm-hmm. But for a twenty-centimeter tin, they reckon sixty grams of beans. I guess if you've got them from the garden, which you're not going to have in April, but sixty grams, you probably would be like go to the garden and. But does that mean with the shells on or without the shells on? Oh, it didn't specify. Does that mean frozen or pre-frozen? Oh, God. Does that mean... That's frustrating. That's for, So that's that was one. And if you buy broad beans in the supermarket, Sainsbury's, any place down the road, the bags are 650. Mm. So you need 10 times, nearly 11 times the quantity of beans to make... So what do you do? Like hand them down the road? <laughs> yeah, so, so everyone can make the quiche. You've done your portion. We're making broad beans over the, the rest of the year now. Um, the other one was spinach, which is you can get in Britain at this time. Mm. Um They'll generally be buying it in bags from the supermarket. I imagine again, they get it out of the greenhouses at Highgrove. Mm. 180 grams. Now, spinach comes in, generally comes in bags of 100 and 200 grams. Yeah, just shove 200 in. So why don't you just shove 200 in? Yeah. What are you going to do with the extra 20 That's grams? So random. It's just really like, you just, you just can kind of tell the recipe has just not been through anyone that mm. has vaguely ever shopped in reality whatsoever. Mm. You know, it straight out says make make a large short base and short cross pastry. Yeah, there are a few... There are a few unique bits in the pastry recipe. It wasn't just lard. Did it have almonds in it as well? It's really quite strange. Um, whereas you'd imagine it, it should start with, use a shop-bought short-cross mm. pastry. And it, then maybe if you want to make it, here's a recipe. Yeah. Yes. You know, a lot of it's about face. They're assuming you have 
seems to be seeming lots of knowledge and a kitchen and unlike most recipes it really doesn't tell you very much things like it says 200 grams of 180 grams of spinach but is that pre-washed pre-cooked after washed wilted, squeezed wilted yeah. what is it just says spinach oh so i can imagine lots of people are probably going to put and this was extensively squeezed Mm. To stop all the water running out. I would have poured hot water over the spinach and then squeezed it. So it was steamed and then speed and then mm. it was steamed and then squeezed. Yeah, because if you tried to put 160 grams of uncooked spinach in, you'd be in trouble trying to mix it in. <laughs> it, doesn't really, it doesn't really. Or shredded. It doesn't mm. really help. It's not really a fully formed recipe. It does, it does assume a lot of pre-knowledge. So you yeah. also end up with like half a tub of cream as well. So that was the next one. Mm. There's 175 grams of cream and 125 millilitres. 175 millilitres of cream and 125 millilitres of milk. What size does cream come in? 150s or 300s? Mm. So, I, so just put 150. Put 150. And 150. And 150 and a knob of butter maybe if you want a bit mm. more fat in there and not worry about it. You wouldn't normally get that much cream in a quiche either. There's a lot of cream in it. It's more. It's much lighter than a normal quiche. I or think. put one, just put an extra egg in. <laughs> so this is, this is also How got... How many eggs? Uh, we've, well, we've got a lot more eggs in than okay. was recommended as well. We've got five in this. Okay. And they said two, but again, that was for a, two. For a smaller tart. It doesn't really make it a quiche then, does it? It's not. It's more of a, it's more of a spinach mm. tart. But they call it a quiche, I think, to make it more. We've, but we changed mm. it a bit because we thought that doesn't seem to work. It doesn't mm. really say what size eggs either, so it's a bit like... <laughs> I'm enjoying it, though. And then tarragon. Yeah, tarragon. So we got from Sainsbury's. Not not every supermarket does. Mm. Generally, need a Sainsbury's or a Waitrose. Some of the other ones do, but or not a all, big not, supermarket. Not always. Yeah, or a really giant one. So that's mm. difficult to get. So a lot of the ingredients are quite not readily available, mm. or you need. Did it say you could use dried tarragon? No. Um, there are some and good food recipe. The good BBC Good Food Guide recipe does have some boxes at the end of it mm. where they talk about substitutions. Mm. So they talk about using shop bought pastry. Yeah. They talk about maybe using... It doesn't using, seem that accessible, does it? Using... This is it. And the price, given we're in a bit of a mm. crisis, this is meant to be a universal dish for yeah. street parties. What we've eaten today cost yeah. me, probably including energy, £10. Wow. Which if you're taking something to share at a street party, you could make a nice quiche for like two quid. Yeah. <laughs> So you're kind of like, it's lovely, yeah. very light, very delicate. Don't get me wrong, it is very delicious. Mm. I think people have eaten it so far have really enjoyed it. Um, it just seems like I it, am enjoying it's it. a bit out of touch. But nice to make once. It would be interesting to look back on Coronation Chicken mm -hmm. and think about, actually, in hindsight, were those ingredients available then? Because things like sultanas, raisins, and even, I guess, it's got turmeric in it then. Bango it seemed really one. exotic really at the time. So maybe that's part of it. Hmm. Could well be. <clears throat> it is a really nice quiche. I don't mm. think it's going to turn into a semi-national dish like Coronation Chicken did. But it is lovely. It's actually got better today. Some of the mm. flavours have matured a bit. Uh, I wonder if any supermarkets are making it or restaurants and things. So that would be nice. Mm. Well, I was thinking that Sainsbury's could maybe have done a Coronation quiche pack mm. in the vegetable section and promoted it a bit. Mm. So you could get all the stuff you needed in one bag, take mm. it home, done. I wonder if like HelloFresh or Gusto maybe are. Hmm. Or, you, you know, you could do something inspired by this. Like you could do a Coronation Quiche risotto. The flavours would go really well in a risotto. And if you have leftovers, if you do make it and you have leftovers, I'd recommend doing a risotto with the same flavours. Well, for sure. I bought ingredients Wednesday. Yesterday I made tarragon chicken mm. with the leftover stuff. 
classic cream tarragon and potato, onions, really good. bits and bobs to use as a kind of way and some put mm. and we had some broad beans with that to kind of mm. make a point of using up the rest of the ingredients in another way and all we needed to buy then was a bit of chicken mm. and we had another and a bit of rice which we have mm. bags of lying around very easy again a risotto if you've got all, got mm. most of the makings in mm. a bit of protein of whatever sort you want mm-hmm. um done and mm. you've got, you got another dish yeah so there's definitely ways of using the stuff yeah but i just found it a little bit they just changed the quantity slightly mm. it'd been less wasteful and you've been a bit more and maybe chosen some of the ingredients the broad beans are really nice are they worth the faff mm. we've really enjoyed them could they but, yeah but do we want to keep husking broad beans yeah broad beans but not nice peas be could you just put peas in could yeah. you just put peas in and it's fair the website does say you mm. could just put peas in and the tarragon the website just says if you don't like tarragon, you can substitute for something else. Mm. But that's kind of at the bottom. To me, that should be at the top. You could put dill, I think. I'm enjoying it. I was hungry, as you can tell by the fact I've nearly finished it. What I was talking about. But we mm. found it, yeah, quite funny. Just a lovely mm. dish. I really enjoyed it. A couple of little tweaks to the recipe mm. and the ingredient list, and I think it would be a lot more, a lot more accessible. It'd be interesting to know if anyone's done it. The way we've said, like, just using what comes in the packet. So, like, the whole pack of cream or... I just winged it. I tell you what, I quite like it when there's a bit of cream left over because it makes me feel all... I put it in my coffee and I feel all continental. Like, when you're in Switzerland, you always get cream with your coffee. I feel like I'm on holiday. It's a nice treat. And then a lot of people also be put off by the broad beans. I think people have broad beans maybe at school mm. and they're not being husked. Mm. And they're being a bit leathery and horrible. And people be like, Ugh. They just melt in this. They're great. They're delicious. Mm. Really good. And they're just frozen ones. Imagine straight out of the garden. They'd be incredible. Yeah. But that's not going to happen until June anyway. Unless you've got massive greenhouses. Mm. I remember going for a bike ride on... I don't know. Like, randomly in lockdown, people were celebrating VE Day. Because it was like a bank holiday or everyone was just off. I don't know. It coincided with something else. And I remember riding that day and it was lovely because there were loads of people in their front gardens drinking with their neighbours Maybe it wasn't VE Day. I don't know what it was, but people had bunting out. Was it a Jubilee or something? There were lots of people out in their front gardens. or So I'd be riding along, waving at people, saying, oh, the decorations are nice. 75 years of VE. It would have been 75. 2020 would have been 75 years of VE Day. So maybe it might have been that. So that was it. That was Cottage and Quiche dinner for Stephanie. Delicious. I polished it off, didn't I? Let us know if you are going to tackle any coronation dishes, mm-hmm. what you're going to go for. And if you do make coronation quiche... Please let us know how you got on with it and any substitutions you ended up making. I know my mum's having a street party, so I might have a little chat. Maybe I'll get her on the mic later and have a chat with her. She's in charge of decoration. They've, they've delegated. So somebody was in charge of invites, somebody's in charge of decoration. So I'll ask her what she's planning to make for coronation. I'm unfortunately not in the country, but it does mean I get a day's holiday back. Bartons are the garage we've just spoken about on the podcast before are doing a coronation weekend, really. Yeah, but doing a slight bit of pastry. Oh. <laughs> Stephanie's currently stealing the scraps of pastry on the bottom of the tin. Because otherwise they're going to go to waste. Dog will probably eat them. Tidy in. So I might pop along to that <clears throat> very briefly to see what's going on. We are in the pudding, pudding pantry in Beeston. Yeah, having we are. Breakfast. But I've just seen a sign on the wall that says the Pudding Pantry late. Late. Pancakes, pudding and dessert wine open every Friday and Saturday until 10pm. That sounds lovely, doesn't it? You could pop along to Essen and have some cheese and a glass of wine and then pop along here and have pudding in a glass Bring of the wine. That would be a good combo. 
or just go for full-on pudding. Oh my goodness, I'm also loving the playlist in here because it's basically like my university playlist. <laughs> like all these songs, I'm like, tune. I've definitely got this saved on my iTunes. It's about 10 years but, too late for me. So Pudding Country, I think, believe is a Nottingham chain. There's one in City Centre and there's one up in Sherwood, which I used to go to a lot when I lived up there, especially in lockdown because I could wander in, get a sandwich and some cake, go in with the dog. Um, it's dog friendly. I've been here a few times for brunch with the girls and the dog. Came with two dogs once. It's very like nice, um, colourful vibes, kind of like old, um, almost like reclaimed palette wood and nice turquoise colour. The menu's nice and poppy and bright. They do brunch, lunch, and as I just mentioned, the pudding pantry lates, but they kind of, it's very American style menu, isn't it? Yes, I've not really been to America very much, but it's, I'm, getting, I'm getting a bit of a US. Mm. US popping for pie and a coffee vibe like pork, at the place. Yeah, pulled pork hash. Um, what did you order? Bacon and eggs. Bacon and but eggs. But it comes with like, um, it's not really bacon and I've eggs. I've only got the lunch menu, so I don't think it's on there. Well, you can explain when you get it, but they also do pancakes and they do, um, if you come later in the day, you can get booze, but you can also get naughty milkshakes with them. Um, naughty milkshake? Well, naughty's a bad word because I don't think any food is naughty. What would you call it? A dirty milkshake, so with like Boom. vodka Boom. and babies in it. In it. Yeah. Um, I like one with rum or bourbon in it. Well, there you go. You'll have to come to one of the lates and have explore a dirty, dirty the milkshake. And have a dirty milkshake. Dirty's probably not the right word. Pimped. What, what's a good way to say a milkshake that's got booze in it? Hard shakes, that's what hard, they call them, yeah. isn't it? Hard, like hard, hard soda. Yeah. Good morning. Um, definitely I will have an oat milk cappuccino, please. Can I have a flat white, please? And can we have some water? Can I have the bacon and eggs? Oh, he's, he's ready. I'm going to have to panic order. <laughs> bacon and eggs. Yep. I, I want ready. some pancakes. I might design my own. Yep. Going to go classic. Can I have banana and peanut butter, please? Oh, it's nice in here. I didn't know it would be so quiet in here this time in the morning. I thought it would be full of mums, so this is lovely. Oh, oh. Yes, please. Thank you, they look great. No worries, thank you. Thanks. You know what's nice about my flat white? It's the right size for a flat white. Sure, when you often you order a flat white, you get one that's... Smile. Oh, nice. You get one that's too big, whereas this one is the right size. It's meant to be a small coffee. Actually, let's do a... We have to get a picture of both of us, do we? It's meant to be a small coffee fee and quite often they come in massive latte cups. And they yeah. Where was I the other day and my friend ordered a flat white and it was bigger than my cappuccino nice. and we were like, small, small coffee. Something's gone wrong. Message, the mm. message has been lost. It's so interesting. We should do a podcast on that one day talking about like wave one coffee, wave two coffee, wave three coffee. You have to explain this to me. I, I really enjoy that you've got crema in your moustache. Is that the sign of a good coffee? A little extra crema moustache on your moustache? I'm in the um, phase where I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> if I had crema in my moustache, we'd have problems. <laughs> well, maybe not problems, but there's worse things in life. Charlie, I'm cheers, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, I can grow a moustache. You want a moustache? I'm a strong, independent woman. I can do that if I want to. I really have no issues. Your moustache trimming whatsoever. It would keep me warm cycling. It does help having stuff on your face. Mm. You go out and I go out cycling, people have like everything bandoliers, is wrong word, bandanas around their faces and buffs and all sorts yeah. of snoods. Or and stuff. skiing, as we were just talking about, like having a nice beard keeps your face warm. Now I've got a beard. 
Yours naturally kind of comes comes down though, whereas some people get like a full. Yeah, I'm quite lucky with mine. Then they didn't nice. grow in until I was about 35 anyway. Oh wow! So then I thank you. So mine entirely unrelated podcast notes, but no, I didn't have a beard really. So the bits between my moustache and my chin didn't grow until I was about 30. Wow! And then these side bits were patchy until I was about 35. Wow! And then when they grew in, I was like, that's it, done. There's still time for me then. I'm not quite 35 yet. Mine might come in. I'm not sure talking about your beard is appropriate content <laughs> for the podcast either, for me. I enjoy it though, this is what they're here for. They come for the food chat and they stay for the silliness. Stephanie's beard, yeah. Yeah, they stay for my beard chat. <laughs> I also am going, it's probably before we record next, I'll be going to Mesa in Hockley. Tell me about Mesa in Hockley. Well, I've not been yet, but I'll tell you after I've been. But what is it? What's, what's, what's the premise? Oh, okay. So it's small plates, I believe, okay. it, and it's a, like ever-changing seasonal menu. So you oh, can nice. kind of go, yeah, like regular, and you'll never have the same thing. So, and bizarrely, a lot of people I've seen in the last two weeks, like so our friends Alex and James said, oh yeah, we just went, and the at Essen said to me, we just went. So yeah, loads of people. Um, have been recently, so I'm really excited to get over there. Actually, talking about Via Essen, um, but I went there last Thursday, had a little solo evening out, talking about being a strong, independent woman, and we are recording on International Women's Day. You went on so a hot date with, hot date with uh, Marlo. I, I went out with my little doggy Marlo to Essen for their G&G's pop-up night which was great, it was such a nice vibe. I sat at the bar, there were loads of staff on because um, Grace from G&G's had bought um, another, like a sous chef and a server. Oh, wow. And then there was um, Essence 2 um, female team members actually, V and the other lady who's lovely but name I don't know, and Sam, so it was. Milkshakes. Someone's having a milkshake, maybe they're having the wrong one. Um, the vibes were really nice in there, it was rammed. I arrived at 6.45 and it was already full. So they were doing double sittings for the night and G&G's just had a really short menu, basically meat or tofu, and then you picked your sauce and they'd handmade the noodles. And I had a couple of really nice glasses of wine and I really enjoyed it. And literally I left and somebody took my seat at the bar. So a rip-roaring success, I'd say, from Grace. Sounds like she needs to do something a bit more regularly. Yeah, absolutely. But she is full-time, she works full-time as well, doesn't she? Yeah, so exactly. it's a lot of commitment for her. Mm. And what else have we been up to? So we spoke about we, went, we spoke about we were going to go to oh new, yeah. new totally tapped. Yeah. Have you still got your sticker on? You still got my, that's on my puffer jacket. Was that for the VIP night, the VIP night? No, that was, it was actually for the like Stout and Porter Stout and mm. Porter Trail thing. But every time I walk in, Charlie, the manager, sticks stickers on me anyway. Great. It's just one of those pictures. So lovely, I shall leave them on. So they've moved premises. Yeah. Uh, you've been to both places now. They've yep. only gone, I think it's 170 metres down the road. It didn't feel, and also it doesn't feel really any bigger inside, apart from that now there's a proper bar that you can stand at more than one person, and it's much easier to see the range of, of uh, beers on offer. I think they've had a bigger range of beers. They do. They Is there 12 now? Uh, 11 peg. So that's the CO2 assisted, chilled, slightly sparkling beers. Mm -hmm. 
Um, still alive, got all of you camera people out there. Keg, most keg beer is still just as alive as cask beer. Um, and they have four, four, four or five casks. So they're up to 16 beers. Wow. Uh, they were and they on... had a side, one of those was a cider when we were in there. Yep, so they're going to have a cider on tap. The fridges, the decor in there is really nice as well now. It was maybe a little bit like homespun before, whereas now it feels much more on brand and kind of cohesive. Yep. Um, they had a really nice selection of alcohol-free beers, none of which I had ever had. So I was driving, so I had half pint of the cider, which was lovely, and then I had an alcohol-free peach lager, lager, which was really refreshing, really lovely. I had again taken my dog Marlo, and there was another lovely sight hound in there. Nigel. Nigel. They, they were good friends until Nigel um, decided Marlo's mat was his own. Yes. Which was quite funny. Yeah. And it was very determined to sit on it. Yeah. But. Tapped is a very, very dog-friendly environment. Yeah, really nice vibe. There were kids in there, there were dogs. Um, everybody seemed to be having a good time. Like anyone you sort of stand at the bar next to or bump into or my dog interacted with, I ended up having a chat to. I think they've, they've zoned it. So the front of house is pretty much the same layout as the old place. Yeah, seats. Uh, in fact, the seats are the same and the tables are the same. So a lot of people feel quite, oh, it's like this is tapped. Yeah. I'm, in, still in, I'm still in tapped. I'm still, I'm in fact, I've reclaimed my, uh, my old seat. Do you know what though? The front is the biggest change. It feels much more welcoming, I think, yes. for people that have not been before because it's a big glass open front. Before it used to be a sweetie shop with yeah. a kind of crosshatch wooden work, very yeah. old style shop front. Yeah. And it was, and steps up. Yeah, so you couldn't really see in from the street. No, people kept, used to peer in and it yeah. looked like a local bar for local people. Yeah. Whereas this is much more clean, much more modern, much yeah. more open. And we were noticing on the night, on Saturday, mm. which was the first actual open, there was a soft opening on the Friday for the regulars, yeah. uh, that people were walking past and looking in and going, yeah. oh, that looks like fun, let's just pop in for one on the yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. Because it's in the Beeston kind of beer triangle. Yeah between Berliner and the Hot Pole and the rest of town. Yeah. And it's on the other side of the road and there's more foot traffic, significantly more foot. And it's yeah, I think so. Absolutely opposite. Well, it's right by the tram stop. Yeah. So you can always pop in for one. Yeah. A quick scoop if you've got so six minutes. So I did minutes. A, a sneaky little park behind co-op because I was on my way in between places. And I think you can park there for free after seven. Yeah. So there's quite a big car park behind there. So I just popped in there, walked over the road. Marlo had a lovely time because he got biscuits and I took his little mat. We made a friend with Nigel. We had good drinks. Did I you also try had the food. I was going to say, it wasn't that well. Until I got to the bar, I didn't notice that they had it on, but no, they had loads of bar snacks, which was great. I was very tempted by the stout cake, but I had dinner when I got home, so I got to stay on the savoury. So I had a spinach and feta parcel spinach and ricotta, with spinach and ricotta parcel which looked kind of samosary yeah came with a little bit of chili jam on a little plate which was lovely um it was so light i was sometimes samosas can be quite filling because of the pastry but this was more of a phyllo and it literally it just phyllo, melted yeah. in my mouth i actually don't even think you saw me eat it because no, it. i literally inhaled the no, whole lot yeah, it was amazing it's a, yeah it's a layer of phyllo and when i put my plate down nigel enjoyed the leftover chili jam so sorry <laughs> to nigel's <laughs> owner if it, that was a mistake later on it's very little, uh, very little heat. I could put it above my dog's head height, but forgot that other dogs are taller than mine. <laughs> and next thing I knew, I just funny. saw him licking the chili jam. You off weren't the, the only plate. Well, he wasn't the only person licking the chili jam off the plate. That <laughs> well, night. I was also licking the chili jam off the plate. That's the only thing. I think if I went again, I would ask for a little fork, or you know, like a chip fork, just something that you can like Spread scoop, scoop the chili jam on. So I have an insight. I have. I need to declare a yes. something. So my partner makes them. As you, as, you, as you well yeah. know, 
um, and the chili jam. Oh wait, we didn't finish the selection. So there was stout cake. I had the ricotta and spinach. There were two others, right? There was a a vegan filling chickpea. So it was a chickpea curry filled empanada, entirely vegan, including the pastry. And then there was a non-cheese based vegetarian parcel as well. So that was like a squash squash curry. Um, yes, we need they we they. So they need to work on. It was their first opening. They were totally overwhelmed. Yeah. They need to work on advertising, but that, they know that yeah. um, and advertise and how they're going to advertise the food and everything else. Oh, we've got dinner arriving. <laughs> wow, lovely! Look at that. I'm very pleased with my choice. Fantastic. Thank you. Can I get you any salt, pepper, or sauce at all? No, thank you. But I'll brown give you sauce. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Wow! So when you said it's not bacon and eggs, what are they? Not, like potato like cakes? Cabbage, cabbage potato cakes, like bob and sweet cakes. <laughs> I might need a doggy bag. I don't worry, I can help you. Excellent. Um, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. So in general, yeah, no, really. That's right. So it was really successful. Really successful evening. There's definitely got some things to work on, but it was that was their second second evening of operation in the new place. So they're going to have to work on. And also, like, because it, it is that slightly bit bigger, like, for example, normally it's just Charlie on her own and she can kind of juggle stuff, but they definitely needed, it was rammed in there. So juggling and everything means you can't always think, oh, look, that person needs a spoon. <laughs> well, it's just things like, if you're not used to offering, oh, have you seen our new angels? Mm. It, on the first few days, it's very difficult to suddenly retrain all your yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've never had food before, so. No. Oh my goodness, those eggs. We're just sw swapping, swapping between topics here, but your eggs were perfect. Really well done. Tom just like nudged them and all the oats were running oh, everywhere. Easy. And what's this underneath? Like onion? That looks amazing. Ooh. It's like a dark brown, almost burgundy coloured onions. Onions with it. They look great. That red wine vinegar, I think, just Delicious. So lots of good stuff happening in Beeston right now. It feels like we're coming into kind of spring season and all the events are restarting again and it's exciting. Cheers. Mm. Might go quiet for a little bit now. Mm. Do your ASMR. Oh my goodness, this whipped cream is like better than, I think they whipped that themselves. That's not squirty cream from a can. Freshly whipped cream. Well, it's a step up, very big step up. Yeah. Above a normal cafe breakfast. Mm. Just feel very homemade. Prices probably go with that yeah. though, but yeah, but mm. like we're not going to need a big lunch, are we? After this, you, mm. pay, you pay for what you pay for, don't you? Really, exactly. And the pancakes are really fluffy. The only thing about my ordering, I am happy with it, but I could maybe have gone. Maybe I should have gone for maple syrup rather than whipped cream for like moisture. But actually, the pancakes are so fluffy they don't need it. Now I've just had a mouthful on their own. They're perfect. I love pancake. I like both types of pancakes as well. I like an English pancake, I like an American pancake, I like a Scotch pancake, I like a buckwheat crepe. That's four I types like of pancakes. pancakes. All pancakes. All pancakes. Pancake queen. It's one of those things as well that I feel like you could eat three times a day. I quite like savoury pancakes. Mm. Like, you know, cake stack, mm. and you put almost like a lasagna but with pancakes, but self supporting. With thin pancakes? Yeah. Nice. Thin crepes, and you can put savoury mm. fillings in between them. I did a recipe once where I rolled them and then baked it off, so it was like spinach and ricotta in, rolled in the pancake, and then you put them all in a baking dish and put it in the oven and baked it. It was great. But I got enchiladas, wasn't it? Yeah. 
but with crepe. And did you know that buckwheat doesn't actually have wheat in it? So if you're allergic to gluten, you can have a buckwheat crepe, or in France they call them galettes. They normally say wheat. Oh, is that what a galette is? Mm. Does it have to be? Uh, okay. It has to be buckwheat. Trust the French to have a separate name. There you go. Yeah, it's just a buckwheat crepe. No, and, and you... I don't think... Would they call it a galette if it had a sweet filling? I don't know. Is a crepe savoury in a galette? Galette is... Or can, you, can you have a sweet... Um, that's what I'm trying to work out. Is it just the buckwheat or is it that it's savoury as well? Mm. Do we have any French listeners? Please let us know. Maybe my friend Laureen can, can let us know. You're the French specialist. <laughs> I try. <clears throat> Joe will know. She's conversationally French. Mm. Conversationally fluent French. My other half just come back from skiing. And they stayed in a very French ski chalet where there was like only French people. And last night he cooked for me and we had um, fish cakes with, this is like a proper Liam dinner. Fish cakes with sweet potato mash and veg. And it was like, it's so nice to have veg. All I've had all week is potato with cheese and ham. Where was he? Mirabelle. And he was like, one night, it was cheesy ham with potatoes on top. And the next night, it was potatoes with cheese and ham on top. And the next night, <laughs> I'm like, that's what skiing's about. It's nice for a bit, but yeah. Mm. I've got craving vegetables. I don't eat too mm. well for a couple of days. Absolutely, but I think, yeah, you get, it depends where you book, isn't it? When you go skiing, it depends if, you know, if you've got a catered chalet, but it's just you and your party, you can kind of say that. You can kind of say, on oh, one night, you know, can we just have, can we have a big salad tonight? <laughs> like, on the side of our potato meat and cheese, but. Oh, I love a salad. I'm quite lucky, yeah. I've always liked, not lucky, I don't like it's a funny word, but for a big big man, I like vegetables and salad and. But like, if you had tartiflette, Yes. Well, that's a really traditional like ski dinner, but you have it with a nice fresh green salad on the side. That's yeah. perfect. Like when I also like normally if you have a catered chalet, you have a night off where you go into town and eat in town. I've never been skiing. Oh, that's good. Which I have <coughs> quite bad weather. Mm. Whoa, 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 whoa! You used to jump out of planes, Tom. Yeah, I know. Quite a thing I stopped. I thought you were going to say I just shut my eyes. <laughs> I developed, developed late onset adult. Let's go. Mm. have to stop. But you can go skiing and not ski. I'll get really annoyed. Yeah, but there's enough other, depending on the resort you go to, there's enough other stuff to do. Can you still like ride your bike? Well, for example, where Liam just went, yes, you could. Or, you know what you should do is go. It'd be good to go to a ski resort in summer. They're cheap. I went to Chamonix in summer. It's great oh, for to. running. My, my boyfriend at the time cycled, took his bike and cycled all week. Um, yeah, I really like it in the summer. And yeah, you get cheap accommodation normally because all those ski chalets just want to be full. Thank you. I'd love to go to the Alps mm. on a bike holiday. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It's a good way to see the area as well because you can go, you know, go far without cars and things, which is nice. This is delicious. Mm. Clean plate. Mine's nearly gone. Mm. Nice thing is we can just we can just pay on the way out in here.
interesting, Tom. You haven't used your brown sauce at all that you asked no. for because the dish must have been good enough that you didn't need it. It's because that layer of onions mm. provided, provided enough tang and there was enough wetness in it. Salt, fat, acid, heat. Yeah. It's pretty much what we've got there. Mm. So I didn't use my brown sauce because I didn't need to because mm. the dish was already balanced. Because it was great. Well, well I, I said I wasn't going to eat mine and uh, cleared my plate. I'm a bit disappointed because I wanted to Sorry. help you. But then I ate all the wine in three seconds and Those didn't, offer, my, you, didn't offer you any either. That's my, <laughs> that's my, second, uh, my second stack of pancakes in a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very, I like it here oh. in the pudding pantry of Eastland. Good, me too. First time I've been in, I've always kind of wandered past and thought, maybe it's because it said pudding pantry, but I, I don't want, I don't fancy cake. Yeah, their cakes are amazing though. I'm going to have to resist buying anything. But now I know they've got other stuff. Yeah. I'll come in more regularly. Thanks for listening to Food Glue. Please subscribe to us and share us with all of your friends, family, your nan, your dog, whoever. We would love to hear from you via our Instagram at foodgluepod or you can email us at foodgluepod at gmail.com. And if you've got some spare time, please do rate and review us on your favourite podcast player because it helps other people to find us. <laughs>